and a two and a ooh ooh Steven yeah uh uh Steven yeah Fiona in the house Steven yeah Fiona in the house Steven boy Fiona in the house she's in the house welcome guests to the humble lion podcast episode seven seven I think lucky number seven so we're taking this out. Welcome, Stephen, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm going to sip on my tea real quick. Of yeah. course, so am I. Okay, we're going to do it at the same time. We're going to sip at the yeah, same time sip, in, do we, do we, in yeah. harmony. Yeah, cheers. 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 Cheers to this. Eye contact. You're looking at one of my eyes. It's I'm so, so weird. scared that I'm going to... Why are you looking at one look, of my eyes? Well, because you can only actually look at one I'm look, eye. At I'm this. looking at both eyes at the same time. No, you can't or else you'd be looking right in my... Maybe I'm looking at your nose. I can't sip on this. It's way too damn All much. right, well. All right, you guys. Tried, you tried. <laughs> so... I like to break it up into four topics. Mm -hmm. The four topics that I would like to talk about with you are addiction, because we have both suffered from that, so I think that's super important. Um, what is the other things that we spoke about? Opportunities and seeking them and, and you know, sh shunning away the ones that are not meant for us. Yeah. Third is limitless creativity. Yes. Just being like... Being who you are. Being who you are and like... Also embracing the master of none and how we can get ahead by not, you know, just focusing on one thing. You all. And, and, then and then fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make and it. And we disagree on that because you think that you can fake it till you make it and I disagree. But we'll get what? to that. We'll get to that. I'm leaving right now. Yeah. <laughs> My agent told me everything I'd say would be, I'm joking, man. And we're also going to get into accents. We're going to do like. Oh, I can't stop the accents. It's going to yeah, keep happening. It's yeah. going to happen it authentically. So, have, I, have I used my real voice yet? No, I don't, I don't think, think you've so. been. This is how I really sound. This is how you this really sound. This is my real voice. Okay, so now, now you have it. Okay. So get let's get into addiction. I want to talk about it because it's so important. Um, how, how has addiction affected you? Um, I think addiction is runs in my family. Okay. Um, and it normally does. It's normally like passed on. Yeah, it's passed on. And, and I know my mom suffered from alcoholism and, and, and all that stuff and, and when she passed away honestly before she passed I didn't really consider myself as someone that was addicted to anything because I wasn't um, okay. but when she passed I needed something to cope with okay. and I found myself just doing all the things that she did I went beyond that she was she just drank I drank and, and I took any single any drug that would numb me and I did oh that for God. a full a full year I think there's a full year of my life I don't remember like at all like, just like blackout it's a blackout night. it's a blackout i was in the hospital in and out um i don't remember which hospitals i just i just oh have the, the hospital cards but no memory of why i have those cards um that's insane like yeah. drugs did that or alcohol it was everything everything it was everything i was taking anything and everything that i could i could come across um it got really it got much much more darker than that i mean i did actually attempt uh to kill myself. Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that. I was, okay, I mean, I'm still here. Yeah, I so. know. Yeah, but but it, I mean, it, it happened, and um, I think most people say stuff like, "Yeah, I tried to kill myself, and you no, know, last second, I didn't do it." Blah blah blah. No, like, no, I did it. Like, I did it. The only reason I didn't die is because reasons. You know, like, um, I think I remember when it happened. I remember taking the pills. I remember. I remember going to the. It's gonna sound dark as hell, but I remember going to the drugstore that day where I decided today's the day I'm done. I went to the, the, the pharmacy and I bought like a buttload of, of uh, sleeping pills, like oh a lot, God. to the point where like if I was the pharmacist or the person, the clerk, I would have been like, how many, how many sleeping pills these. do you yeah. need? But it surprised me how easy it was for me to just go buy like a lot. It was, I think, five or six bottles. I just bought them and they just like, yeah, and they passed it. I remember going home. I remember wanting, I remember going there wanting a sign, like something to tell me not to do it. I was hoping maybe that the clerk would stop me and be like, question me and didn't. So I just went, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I remember, I remember doing that. I remember going home. I remember sitting down on my computer and I was on, I was doing stuff, but I just took pill after pill after pill after pill. I just kept taking it. I don't remember how, how many I took, but I took a lot and I didn't feel anything. And at, at some point I actually forgot what I was doing. And then I got up and for the, I, the second I got up, my body went into... It's like it felt like my whole body just got sucked into a black hole. And I remember that moment I felt like I'm dying. Like I felt the feeling of dying. Like it was just like a... It was like being sucked into nothingness. It just felt like this is it. Oh my and God. for some reason, I decided to message my little sister actually. And I messaged her and I said something like, uh, I'm sorry. Something like that. 
but I think that road like rang alarms because she tried to message me after that and I didn't respond and I woke up the next day in the hospital with IV and whatnot and I have no idea like the only thing I remember from that is remember hearing my little sister crying when I was I think it was the ambulance I think but I remember hearing her cry and I remember telling myself like I can't believe I did this to them to them to them yeah I remember that and, and then I woke up the next day but you think that would have woken me up from like not trying to do what yeah. I was doing and like uh, I stopped trying to hurt myself but I kept taking drugs and whatever and then one day I just saw myself in the mirror and I did not like what I saw like it was like a moment like you know when like if you ever got high perpetually yeah. there's a moment where you you're coming down and if you're always high you don't allow yourself to get down but for a split moment I got down I was coming down and I saw myself in the mirror and I hated that person so much and then that day I decided that I needed to stop being that person and I decided I needed to find an outlet to channel whatever I was going through and push it into something else and that's when I started turning to music honestly music before that was always a passion but I don't think I ever took it that serious but or use that as a form of like therapy. therapy I didn't it was just like I knew I was good at it and I tried it and I was doing it but I wasn't doing it um, but when I started talking about how I was feeling and letting that out slowly but surely it was helping and I remember the first time I put out one of my really dark songs about where I was and it just wanted wrote back saying that it helped them get through where they were mm, and it made me that's realize what it's all about man they helping others right and, and 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 I realized that in helping myself I could also help others and slowly but surely I decided that I needed to keep doing what I was doing and f- use this as a means to get out of this dark place I was in uh, do you still have that song yeah I have like uh <clears throat> have... like is that song put out into the world yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what is it called uh, which song is it it's on the first album okay it's a uh, there's actually a few songs along the way. You should plug your album so people can hear your music. There's a lot of them. There's, there's gonna be a, will there be a link somewhere? Sure. There, there'll yeah. be links. There'll be links. There'll be links. Stephen there's, there's Voice. Stephen Voice. Um, but at, at, the t- at that time, I was going I was going by the name Voice versus Stephen Voice. Okay. But there's a whole reason for that. It actually ties into this. It's just one day. I, cause like I said, I was using music as a means to get all the darkness out. Yeah. And when I, by the time I got to a fourth album, I remember finishing the album. And I remember going like, I'm not in that place anymore. Like, I'm no longer in that dark place. It's like, I felt like I just recorded the last song about that period of my life and yeah. I was not ready to move on. And I decided it was time to change, bringing my first name, Steven, into my music. Because also I got tired of people people just calling me voice. I wanted to be like, I'm, you know, also, I have I'm a Steve. Name, you know? I'm Steve, you know? Like, and, yeah. I, and I felt like for a while, I felt like this was this was voice and this was Steven and they weren't the same person. There was yeah. like the, the persona that, that's like the brand and then there's the person behind the brand. And I felt like, no, I'm all the above. I'm all of it. And I wanted to be seen that way. So I brought Steven into it and I kept voice obviously because it's a huge part of who I am. And I felt like the second I did that, I felt whole. I felt like I brought two parts of myself together and I felt whole. And I feel like the music I've been making ever since has been, been, has been very reflective of that new cha- this new chapter in my life. And what is that chapter? Is it like a lighter chapter, a more happy chapter? Like, what is your music now? It's, I'm embracing more of all that I am. Like, uh, before I call it the trauma, before the trauma, um, I actually listened a lot to like Michael Jackson and Prince and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. I love that, that, that funk vibe. But I felt when I got into like a really dark place, I was just constantly singing about that so i wasn't really singing for the sake of enjoying it i was singing because i had to um and now i find myself going back to my roots as a kid like remember like yeah mj he's like do this and do that i'm like i want to write like that i want to start doing that so like i'm going back and i I feel like a lot of music now is a lot it's a lot more upbeat um there's still a lot of real in what i do that's never going to leave me i'm going to always talk about how i feel um, but now I'm also incorporating things to make people feel better about themselves. Like I want to be more, I want to be everything and not just the guy who talks about pain. I want to be the guy who talks about pain, talks about being happy, talks yeah. about love, talks about breakup, talks, whatever, talks Sings about everything. about it too. All the above. And you do a really good job at making your music mainstream, but still keeping your touch because you, in order to, if you want to really be a star and like make music for the masses, you got to make music for the masses. Yeah. So you're doing a good job at like, you know, creating the perfect formula. How did you find the perfect formula to like to, creating a mainstream song? Oh man, like uh, it's tough. It took four albums, four albums worth of content. Of, but no, it was just. I think you go. You, I think you have to go through a lot in life. 
I'm not saying everyone has to, but I think when you go through a lot in life, you eventually learn about yourself. You learn about what you want. And and when you become more sure of who you are, you're able to to dig deep and find what you want to put out unapologetically. Yeah. Like, and for me, like, I'm not going to ever sell out and do a song just because it's it's a pop song. Like, I'm going to, if I do a pop song, and I've done a few, um, it's because it's real to me. Yeah. It's real to me. And I think you just have to allow yourself. I think every artist should allow himself to go through their indie phase. Go through it. Go through your indie phase. Put out that content that only you and maybe yeah. like 10 people are going to like really connect yeah. to. And then like put out, keep doing that and you're going to grow your audience and, and, and you're going to learn about your own sound. But allow yourself to go through that indie phase because then when you jump into the mainstream realm, you're going to know who you are and you're going to know how to now take the sound that you currently have and not even tweak it, just make it mainstream for a second yeah um and I, for me the first main mainstream song was summer lust and i mm-hmm. feel like that's a song that like for some people it's like yeah it, it, you know it's his first mainstream song I was like no that took that's years in the making not the song itself but a lot of things had to happen for me to get to that point where exactly. i was able to make that song yeah um so yeah go through that indie phase allow yourself to discover yourself allow yourself to to self-discover i think it's really important don't worry so much especially at the beginning about becoming a pop star. I actually really hate that term pop star. Like just do create, have fun, allow yourself to dig deep, figure out what you're feeling, put it out into the universe. Yeah, because it's not the end that matters. It's the process. It's the process. Yeah. Are you still struggling with addiction? I think in any form, I find myself actually cutting out all negative. I think we're all addicted in some way to something or another, whether it's negative or positive. I'm finding myself slowly and surely, actually a lot quicker lately, cutting out addictions that I find negative. Um, like what? Give me an example. Okay, so it's not this is not necessarily negative, but as as a singer, caffeine is not good yeah. for your voice over time. It actually, mm-hmm. you know, it dehydrates your voice and it actually kills your voice over time. So not good for me. Not good at all. I uh, do want to sing. I gotta cut that shit out. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just caffeine is cut out, but like um. But I was honestly addicted to coffee. Like, I needed coffee to survive. Um, and then one day, I remember I had a studio session. And I went to the session, and my voice was just not on par. Like, and I was really mad at myself because I was in front of people that wanted to see what I can do, and I couldn't deliver. And I was so mad at myself, and I said, I don't want to ever be in a position where I can't deliver the goods. Especially when it's within your control. Yeah. You know? That's it. So these are things that you can easily just eliminate. Eliminate. To make your life easier. Yeah. So I I woke up that next day and I said, you know what, I'm gonna quit I'm gonna quit caffeine and I quit it cold turkey. Cold turkey. Just quit it. Um and then about eight months ago now, I completely quit alcohol. Completely. Like alcohol nice. and everything. Any any drug, alcohol, anything of that nature, I completely quit. I've been clean. Have completely. you ever smoked weed? Of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what so are you, do you talking about? So you don't do that either. I cut everything. I just, I decided, I decided that I want to always be present. Okay. Always be present. That's interesting. So you don't think that like um, taking caffeine would make you present? I'm not saying it won't make. I, I think a lot of things you can take and can stimulate you to be even more present. I just want to be yeah. me. I just want to be me interesting at you all want to time. feel all of your own emotions of my own emotions yeah, okay. and 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 not like for example when people go out and i start noticing this when i stopped drinking i would go out with friends and they need to drink to have, have fun. fun meanwhile i'm having fun without a drink yeah. and i wake up the next day i'm completely just like i'm fine nothing happened there i you spent go. like zero dollars mm-hmm. um but like, yeah, it's just it's just little things like that. I'm just noticing that people do, and I think we do it just because it's we're told that's what we have to do. Like we're told, like if you want to have fun at a bar, you need to drink. But do you, you know? And I, I love to question everything. Let's question let's everything. Question today. everything. Question let's it, do it all. All of it. Let's do it. All of it. Okay, so let's start with the the limitless creativity. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you really do have like a bottomless pit of creativity within you? Hell to hell yes. Hell to hell yes. Hell to hell yes. I love that answer. Hell to hell yes. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. But you must have days where you're dry, where you cough and you're like, there's nothing. I think 
I'm just a British <laughs> accent. I think it's possible. I think everybody goes through a phase where like they feel like I'm switching accents because I can. Do you think they'll understand? Of course they have to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, Wait, maybe we should just keep it normal accent. No. Okay, <laughs> fine. they don't understand? Fine. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think we all have moments where we have writer's block or creator's block. I think that happens just because you need a break. Oh, you need a break. You just like you need to just give yourself a moment to 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 breathe. And I think that's one thing I I wouldn't do before is I constantly would create. And when my body was telling me like Steve, we need a mental break here, I would keep pushing to the point that I'd push and nothing would want to come out, and I'd be frustrated with myself. Or what came out was crap. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't on par, and it's just because I wasn't listening to myself. Um, and I think that's very important. Listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Um, I think that can, that goes into even, I'm going to go off topic now, but that goes into even to like fitness and nutrition and all mm. that stuff. Like at the end of the day, there's all these tips you can listen to and they're all probably valid. But the, for me, probably the most valid tip is listen to yourself. Yes. Listen to yourself. Like That's huge. When you're full, you're full. <laughs> you're like, you know, if, if you're eating something and it constantly makes you feel a certain way, maybe there's something in it that's not for you. Listen to yourself. Um, but anyway, going back to the, creativity i think that yeah no i think that um i think everyone is is a bottomless pit of creativity and and but you at the same even time even non-artists even non-artists i think everyone can tap into something oh really everyone can tap into something i think like just, think of the most businessy of business people yeah are they like i think like ceos and stuff i think so look i'll, I'll use myself as an example i studied electrical engineering i am really analytical like math and all that stuff calculus i could do it in my sleep um i can exist in both worlds i can be a tech geek one second and become a creative person the next second and that's just because i don't allow myself to feel like this is one version of me this is the second version of me they're all me okay and yeah. i think once you just allow yourself to to, to to embrace all that you are you start to realize that there's no disconnect that they're all the same thing um, and I started, I started seeing parallels, honestly, between, like, science and music. That's, again, another conversation. But I think the the most CEO-y of CEO, CEOs yeah. can still be killer at the violin. Okay, it's just know? that they're not investing their energy and time in that, so they would never know. None that they want to. Some, 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 some of them even do. It's like um, people go to work, and then sometimes at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people go do... Muay Thai or boxing mm-hmm. or something. They do something on the side, but it's because that's also part of them. Um, the mistake a lot of people the make release, is, is yeah. yeah, a lot of people just keep telling themselves that this is me right now, then this is me after. If you just be you all well, the time. Well, for instance, I have this one girl, because this is what I mean. This one girl wants to come on the podcast, but she doesn't want to be tagged or anything in it because people at her work will see her. and She doesn't think that talking is a reflection, a good reflection of her in the corporate world. But if she is being all her and her her true authentic self, can't she show herself in every facet of her life without being judged? So it's kind of like you have different faces for different parts of your life. Yeah. And that's what, unless you're an artist where like, you know what, you are in the business of being fully yourself. And yeah. if people don't like you, that's fine. But in other businesses, you have to like wear different face masks. So it's tough. I don't know, I think, and I used to think that too. I used to think that you have to wear face masks and wear different hats for different people. But it's exhausting. It's like it's like being a certain way with a certain group of friends. And then yes. another group of friends are in another, another way. It's only going to just stress you out eventually. Exactly. At some point, you have to make a decision. You have to decide, like, you either play these different roles until you lose all your hair from stress, or you just be who you are. And if those people don't accept you, then... Find new people. Find new people. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have the time But to... what about with your family? This is what I'm saying. You must be different with your family. No. No. What about your dad? No. Because there's a different relationship. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use my dad as a perfect story. Yeah. He's going to be so mad at me for saying this. But, like, my dad... I'm going to put my cup down. My dad initially was so not supportive of the artistic side of me. And, and I understand why. He wanted me to focus on having a, a proper job out of fear. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's okay. Good. He wanted you to have a proper job proper to make job. money. Or... Yeah. So, you know, doctor, engineer, you know, uh, what's, that, what's your other one? Lawyer. That, those were the kind of the jobs that you should be. Um, and I understand the reasoning because your parents want you to be safe and, and, and want you to live 
They healthy. want you to be able to support your kids, but, have yeah. money. Exactly. So it's he didn't. It's all about the money. It's all about the But like, you, I understand the reasoning, but I, I always stuck to my gun. Even when me and my dad would butt but heads. Yeah. And we're very similar in the sense that we have opinions and, um, and it's only in the, I think the last two years that like my dad has just been fully on board with what I do, like really on board to the point where I remember my, 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 my stepmom wrote me going like, you know, I was in the house and I heard your song Summer Let's Playing and I thought it was on the radio. And then I went to the living room and your dad was watching the video and he was like smiling. Oh, that's so nice to hear. You know, and for me, as I think a lot of males would will understand this that you always want that that um the father the approval, father approval of course you know and i always wanted it and i felt like what do i have to do to get it and i, I you know why i think that happens because they don't give it to you when you're young because every man that i talk to today who has a really great bond with their father they don't look for approval because they got it when they were young yeah so it's almost like did you get that when you were young that approval or is that why you're seeking for it still in your adult life. I think my dad, his way of showing approval was probably not a way that I picked up on. Mm, okay, <laughs> because yeah. You were looking for something, something else. Again, different kinds of people, right? Where my dad, I'm again, more artistic. My dad is very like, d- different version of himself. Uh, but, so I didn't see it and I always wanted it. Um, and it just, it's cool now to see it. Um, and it makes me feel justified in, staying true to who I am. I think sometimes you have to be disruptive in order to like put things together. You have to be willing to challenge the status quo, even with the people that care about you the most. Sometimes oh, sometimes it is the people who care about you the most yeah. that are your biggest haters. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... Haters. I don't think if it's the word haters, I think... Haters, I'm yeah. telling you. I think I think some people that think love you the most can definitely hate. Um, but I th- They can hurt you the most. Yeah. And with the intention of hurting you the most. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it comes from fear. I think people see their lives, see what didn't work for them, and they project that onto you. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest mistake we make is oh, to like yes. assume that we're all the same. We're not all the same. Like We're all different. Um, and you have to accept that what didn't work for you might work for someone else. You just have to allow them to flourish. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that I stuck to my guns because now I see like my little sister... She's getting into music, and it's a lot easier for her because... You paved the way. I paved the way. Mm-hmm. Suffered! Yeah, seriously. <laughs> now she can just take it all easily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always what happens with the oldest child. They get all the freaking slaps on the wrist, yeah. and then the young ones are like, hey! They're like, easy, easy. Yeah. No, it's not, not that was easy for her, but but yeah, that's... that's so you, you... I'm glad I did what I did. Um, I'm seeing Trail the proof from, from my... Yeah, from, from, from my dad and... and I don't know. Like, I think you can change anyone's mind, but you have to be willing to stick to, to your, your guns. guns and believe in yourself. Yeah, very important. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's get onto opportunity. Okay. Do you think that there is abundance in the world, meaning everything and anything that you want is available to you? I think every. I think there is abundance. I think. A lot of people are in positions where the abundance is not made available to them. So I, I do think that some people just can't they, can't, they don't get it easily. They have to work that much harder, harder. to get yeah. it. So I think when people say things like, uh, you know, opportunities there for everyone to take, you just have to take it. They don't say, but it might be harder for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way how, you know, years ago, as a black person, you didn't get the same rights as a white person yeah. or a woman have the same rights, still 100%. don't have the same rights as, as, well, as still the same thing, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's always struggles. Like some people have to work that much harder to get what they want. Um, so I think there, I think opportunity is always there, but you have to be ex- self-aware. Ac- accept that the world, as much as I want, I want it to be a utopia is not. Yeah. And you have to sometimes really find and push. Um, but it's there. I mean, all the things that I wanted to do, even music. When I first started music, mm-hmm. people did not see me succeeding. Like, I had to push beyond so many people's disbelief in me. Um, and, and that's, like, for every single artist on the daily, and especially if you want to try something new. Yeah. Like, let's say you're getting into acting. Like, you have to start at the bottom, and you have to be okay with being at the bottom. Mm. Because people will see you, and they'll be like, oh... This singer is starting acting. What the hell? Wow, I guess he didn't make it as a singer to start acting. When in reality, it's like, no, 
you just want to branch out, you want to craft yourself more as a as a more developed artist or yeah. whatever. But you have to be willing to start at the bottom of any field. Yeah, I think. I mean, with, with music, I definitely had to start at the bottom. But when doors kept closing in my face, at some point I said, I can either keep going to these doors that everyone said I should go through, or make my own house and open my own doors. Um, yeah. So that's what I did. I built my own doors. I I, I, I did. I started doing things on my own. Started like putting what? out content. Like, like I worked to to build my own studio, so I didn't have to worry yes. about about having to go pay for studios. I, I started putting out my own music, self publishing, self releasing, without worrying about a label. Um, and eventually, I guess to a point where people start going like, "Yo, he's doing his own thing." And then the big people, big people, start to see you as peers, and eventually, your peers and that's what you have to do. I think in, in, in this world is you have to be willing to not wait. I think that's a mistake everyone does. And I see a lot with actors. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see it a lot. the shade I'm, is being I'm, thrown I'm, again. No shade, no shade. I just see it a lot with actors. And I think I, I, I think I can say that because as a musician, I think music is 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 can be so cutthroat that people develop the skill of just like self-opportunity, self-generation of opportunity. And I think in, in the acting realm, a lot of the the processes are still very standard and a lot of people don't break free from that standard i totally agree right i totally agree like literally did acting for a year and a half and got so annoyed with this formula and this closed loop that everyone's stuck in and i work with actors on a daily like i have a job at the sim center where we're all actors and i hear time and time again oh didn't get that role didn't get that role oh yeah. well, what else are you doing i'm gonna wait till the next audition yeah oh, i'm just putting my like you have to create your own content. Yeah. You have to do your own thing. Have a presence online, especially today in this day and age. Internet is everything. Yep. So like it blows my mind that there are still actors today, my age, not we're not just talking like 50 plus, my age and younger, who are not having a presence online. Yep. This is crazy to me. It's because people keep following the, the same the patterns. The same Thing. Yeah, the traditional methods. Yeah. Like, no, we're evolving. Yeah. At some this point is... you have to like you said, it's like you just create your own, create your own content. Create, yeah, create your own universe. Yeah. Um, and I and I saw with acting like, and I think maybe because as as what I went through in music, I quickly saw where people, what people were not doing, and I, and I just did it. Like um, instead of waiting for auditions and whatnot, create your own short films, invest yeah. into your own content, put content out online, like cast I, other actors, cast other actors, do do your own thing, yeah. use instagram or youtube and whatever and yeah. make your own stuff just be creative be creative the more creative you you are first of all you're gonna be generating content you're gonna be growing your fan base secondly because you're constantly doing it you're only getting better and better and better so stop waiting but you know what i think it's not the people that it's not that people are waiting it's that people don't want to do the work yeah. they want to sit back and wait for the audition so that the only thing they have to do or learn the 30 second lines and then go in and do it. Oh, didn't work out. Cool. I'm done my work for the day. Yeah. No, like building something That's substantial right. takes time and effort. Yeah. And like people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. So, but you know what? It's, it's, that's why it's up to people like you. To, and like to, you. So like I high five that. To, to, <laughs> to, we just to, high five. <laughs> no, did you, did, of course you got it. I was like, what we're doing the podcast. Yeah. So. I keep looking at the <laughs> mic like. Video is extra. I keep looking at the mic like the mic's the camera. The camera's right there. I'm like talking. No, you got to look at me. There, no. I know. I just want to make sure when I was saying the thing about the thing. Okay, so no, you. It all boils down to just stepping out of the, your comfort zone and just doing stuff, like doing finding stuff, your own opportunities, your own thing, and, and like the whole. If you watch my again, if you watch my Instagram videos, me myself and Steve, that was born because I just wanted to do it. Yeah. Like I wanted to do it. I wanted to have fun. First, of, first of all, I'm having fun. Yeah. Secondly, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm doing what I do, which is creating. Mm -hmm. And you're growing your fan base. And I'm not waiting for an audition. And you know what? Because you do that, you do get more auditions. Yeah. Because people start seeing you as someone that is fighting for what they believe in. Yeah. So just fight for what you believe in. There's honestly, there's no secret formula. The only secret is do shit. Can do I, shit. Can I curse? Of course. Fuck yeah. Profanities, fuck. Do shit. Fucking A. Yeah. yeah, I so agree. I so agree. We're going to pause. Commercial break. <laughs> Commercial break. Yes. Actually, on that, I kind of want to start getting sponsors for a podcast, but I don't want to feel like a sellout. <laughs> Why would you be a sellout? Well, because I don't, I want like my listeners to 
enjoy every little word that we say and not, you know, cut to a commercial being like, oh, she's so annoying. Why did she put a commercial? Now I have to waste 15 seconds of my life. But at the same time, if I want to keep doing this, I need money. Yeah. I need money. But it is ways to, to advertise without advertising. Yeah, you can advertise in like a cool fucking way. Yeah, like it's... In I, a funny way. I think people honestly... Like when, when people reach out to me to promote things, I never throw in people's faces. Like it's happening, but you don't see it's happening because okay, it's yeah. more like it's all about what you see. And you're like, oh, that was cool. And you ask me the question. But like when people start going like, yeah, this is brought to you in part by... Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is brought to you in part by uh, next. next. Get out! I'm like, I'll unfollow you right yeah. away. Unless, unless it's Zara, Zara. If you want to sponsor me, I'll tell you. Oh, Zara, so down. But yeah, so another thing that we wanted is to talk about is fake it till you make it. Okay. Yes. Now this is where our disagreement comes. Oh, in. here we go. So why do you think that fake it till you make it works? I don't get. Explain to me what fake it till you make, make it, it means. Okay. So for me, I mean, the whole idea of fake it till you make it, I hate that saying. Um, but it's more about the more you believe in something about yourself, the more you'll make it real. Like, the more you'll live it. And and you see it a lot, and you see it a lot with, um, I use actors a lot as, as an example. Like, actors that play a certain role over and over and over again eventually start to absorb traits of the character they're playing, right? It's like the, for me, myself, and Steve, uh, the British character, yeah, dude, so often that I find myself in my day to day just talking with my British accent because I do it so often that you start to become part of the thing you're projecting, and that's what it boils down to is like you project something so that eventually just becomes part of who you are. It's like it's like um, I keep saying about happiness, like um, it's easier to be sad than it is to be happy. Like I feel like. When you're in this dark place, it's easy to stay in a dark place. Yeah, it is. It's harder to get out and be happy. But if you choose to be happy and you start acting happy, you'll eventually convince yourself that you're happy, that you'll start being happy. right? And I think it all boils down to you training yourself to believe something until it becomes intrinsic. But there has to be a core feeling in you that is happy because you can fake that you're happy and then all of a sudden if if that's not your truth i feel like you're gonna run out of that energy and you're gonna crash and burn even more than before yeah, but you have to want it though it's not about it's not about pretending pretending it's not fake about, it till you make it yeah so i don't like that's why i don't like that saying okay. about you know fake it till you make it it's not about like you know someone asks you like are you happy you go like yes i am even though you're deep down sad like if you're sad and you need to talk about it talk about it yeah um but it's about wanting to be happy and then starting to do things that project happiness for because you want to you be want happy it. okay yeah. it's not about doing it to hide it's about doing it because you want to get to a better place and at f- it's like it's like anything it's like uh it's like going to the gym right going to the gym the first time you go to the gym if you haven't you're not used to working out you tell yourself i want to get in better shape i want to get in better shape you go to the gym, you, you work out for like half an hour, you're like, I don't want to do this ever again. You yeah. It's stressful, it's hard. But you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and eventually, it just becomes like, it just becomes who you are. Yeah. Because you wanted it. Like I said, it's, the whole fake it you make it is misleading. It just helps you kickstart it into momentum yeah. to get to where you want to be. But you have to that. want it. You have to want it. You have to want it. Yeah. That I understand. I can agree with you. There you go. I convinced you. But you know, like, honestly, like people that pretend to be one thing just so they can hide, that's a different situation. If you're pretending to hide from the truth, then you're only hurting yourself. But if you're accepting that there's a certain thing about you that needs to change and you want to change it and you're willing to start, start taking steps to get better, it's those steps that are technically the fake it till you make yeah. it that you're taking to become better. Um, Do you see that in people today, that they pretend to be something they're not? For all the wrong reasons, you see it sometimes, um, and you also see people doing it for the right reasons. Um, okay. When people do it for the wrong reasons, you can always tell. Like what? Give me an example of someone faking it and like pretending to be something they're not for the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons, well, you see it a lot in, in, uh, in unfortunately, in, in the music industry. Where, oh, really? Where, where people project a, a, like an image of... of of not necessarily wealth, but a certain lifestyle that that I find perpetuates the wrong image, and I think it's very damaging 
to the audience. Um, where people, and again, this goes back, it's not just today, but I think it goes back to way before, but where, like for example, in, in hip hop, the idea that like you have to be, right now, I think it's lean, everyone's on, whatever the drug is, but like you have to be fucked up. You know, like, yeah, I'm happy because I'm fucked up. I'm taking this and that. What like, the hell's yeah. lean? Lean is a drug. Things like cough syrup and like... Uh, okay, it's like a drink, purple it's a, it's drink? It's a purple drink, whatever. Okay, yeah. But like, this, this image that you perpetuate that you have to be fucked up to be a certain thing, I hate that image because it perpetuates the wrong image because kids copy it and it ends up getting either kids killed, kids addicted to certain things, or it just it's just the wrong image. So that kind of faking it or bullshit... I find bullshit. Yeah. You know, like uh, anything that is perpetuating an image that is damaging to society in general, okay. like I, I, I have a problem with that. But what if it's not faking it and that's actually who they are? If it's... Because I know a bunch of people who are in the music industry who have a, a lot of videos on like, you know, killing people mm. and going to rob someone's house and that's their truth. So they're actually just like saying their life and I'm like, holy crap, I don't want to yeah. be involved in that, but that's their truth. Well, a lot... No, if... Saying like art is about putting out what's real yeah. to you. Yeah. So if something's real, I always feel like you can tell. Like if it's real, you can tell. And and if they're just telling their story, that's one thing. It's just when people perpetuate as like a fake image. Just yeah. Because, how can you sniff out the fakeness? What is it? I don't know. I you just for me, you just see it. It just seems so inauthentic. Like there's nothing real about it. It just feels like you just because it doesn't connect with you. It doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. It doesn't even connect with them. That you can see it like in their eyes. They're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. why am I doing this? Okay, yeah. So no, no, I have a problem with people that perpetuate images that are damaging to society and they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. They're like, just on autopilot. Yeah, like, look, like, when I was making music about suicide, it's because that was my life. Yeah. You know, like, that was that was my life. I was telling my story. There's a lot of songs I did back then that, like, people listened to that probably would feel uncomfortable because they're like, this is too, this is real. Um, and... That's art. It's like you're putting out who you are, mm -hmm. and it's unapologetic. But I just haven't. I just. I just don't like when. It's weird. I don't like when art meets marketing for the sake of appealing to an audience. So you bullshit something. You put them together, and then like it, clickbait. But yeah, for it's like here you go, and it's not real. And yeah. then people buy into it, and it creates this culture that eventually becomes real through people watching it because they think that's what they have to do. And that for me is very damaging. I think you we have to be careful what we what we show, especially if it's not real. Like if it's real, it's real. If it's not real, why are you doing it? Yeah. I I'm agree. not saying don't censor yourself. Just be real though. That's all I'm saying. Self-awareness. Yeah. Just knowing why you're doing what you're why, doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? Question everything. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Like are you even happy? Are you happy? If you're not happy. Are you happy right now in life? I'm happy right now in life. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm a much, much better place. I do have moments where everything, everyone has moments of doubt where they're like, I'm not sure, you know, but I think that's part of being human. But I think the key to, to, to happiness is trying to outweigh the bad with the good or being able to see the good. But I think a lot of the time when people are in bad places, mm -hmm. all they can see is the bad. They can't see the good. I know. Um, and sometimes, just and again, it goes back to fake it till you make it. It's allow yourself to see the good things. Like, allow yourself. It's like people that go to work every day and they're just like, oh, I hate my job. and uh, They go through the same motions. And one day, as they're walking, they decide to look up randomly. And they see a statue that they've never seen before because they've never took the time to see it. And like, oh my God, that's a beautiful statue. I yeah. can't believe I never saw that. And the little detail. little something. And then in that moment, they find an appreciation in something that became monotonous to them. Yeah. It's all about perceptions, about choosing to want to see something a little better. And I think over time, it becomes real to you. I love that. Yeah. As an artist, how do you find managing your time? Because that's effing hard, man. It's really hard. What is time? Um, what is time? Time is a construct. It's man-made. No, I can talk about it. It's <laughs> not a podcast. Or is it? No. Or um, is it? No, let's get into it. Time is a construct. Um, no, it's... It's... Oh, man, I don't... I wish I, I wish I could say... How do you manage your time? I wish I could say I, I got like eight hours sleep every single day. No, no. I see your story. Sometimes you get three. Sometimes I get three. Sometimes I get less. Um, 
and it's not healthy. Like, listen, I'm the first to admit that it's not healthy, and I'm trying to I'm trying to identify that and even get better at that because even I'm recognizing like Steve's sleep, man. Um, so definitely get to try and get some sleep. Um, but it's hard because when you do what you love, you you you. There's a lot to do, especially There's when you're especially when you're self managing yourself. When you're yeah. self, I have a manager, you know, but still, when you're creating. It's not something that you can just throw in a on a on a on a regular schedule and be like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do from this time to this time, and that's it. No, it's like sometimes no. you tell yourself, I'll do this for an hour, and it turns to seven hours, um, and it's always just a lot to do. You just have to you have to love it. You have to love what you do. I think it's, it's, it, it goes beyond just um, artists. I think anyone that's doing something that they're really passionate about, whether it's like uh, if you're passionate about building toilets. It's gonna take time because you're gonna invest that much more time into it because you're that much more passionate about it because it's your baby. Um, so time management becomes tricky, um, but you do what you have to do because you love it that much. But I do think every person that has a passion that is falling, it needs to become self-aware of the point uh, that they need to rest because the last because it's one thing to keep telling yourself you have to keep working, 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 mm-hmm. working, working. But if you burn out. And you're burnt out for a long it's time. It's about the yin and the yang, yeah. man. Yeah, you can't burn yourself out. The rest and the intensity. The rest and the intensity because you can't be intense without the rest. Yeah, no, you need to rest. You need to rest. I, I mean, I found myself, like, uh, it was like a month ago, I lost my voice um, because I was over pushing it to the point where, like, it needed a break and I didn't listen. I was just like, no, 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 one more song, one more song, one more yeah. song. One more song. Yeah. And I did that one more song. And then I did a show. And then after the show, I was like, Pfft. And my voice was done. It was done. Um, and I was scared because it didn't come back for like a solid two weeks. Okay. I was terrified. I was like, what if I damaged it? I damaged it for good. Yeah. Um, that scared the shit out of me. But it was a lesson because it forced me to stop and start listening to myself. Like, Steve, when your voice is tired, your voice is tired. Yeah. Give it a break. You're like, let it, let it rest. Um, and yeah, plus, you know, when you, when you, if you ever lost your voice and you're in this industry, do you know what you have to do to get your voice back? What? So. <laughs> Tell me all the tricks. So there's this. There's, oh there's a certain drink, eh? Yeah, there's certain, there's certain drinks you can take, but like the quickest, if you have a show, like in three days or something, you need to get your voice back. You have to. There these, <laughs> there these suppositories you have to take. Oh no. Man, so unfun. Um, but you do what you got to do, and it, again, it all goes back to what I was saying before. Are they big? No, I don't, I don't know. Are they? They're missile-like shapes. Oh, okay, so that's big enough. <laughs> you look at it, you're like, no. <laughs> Why? I remember when I when I bought it. At first, I didn't know that's what they were, so I went to the <laughs> the pharmacy, and I was like, I need, I need my voice is lost. I need, I need to get it back. I give a show in like three days, and the guy was like, no problem, follow me. And he was so happy to hand them to me, and I was like, oh cool, and just like, they go like, up you your butt. Yeah. <laughs> he was so happy to tell me that, and I was oh, just like, I hate God. you right now. Um, but I did Good it. To know suppositories. Suppositories. But I did it. You know why? Because when you love what you do, you're willing to do anything. There's almost nothing you wouldn't do to do it, as so long as you're not harming yourself or harming anyone. Yeah. Don't harm anyone or yourself. And do you think that the music industry is um, out to get you? Because I was listening to a, an interview with Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. <laughs> and he he's like, you know, I went in with open eyes like doe eyes and you're like oh my god everyone's here to help you everyone is your best friend and then you quickly realize that people are in this for themselves people are like out to get you literally do you find that that's the case i mean i think in any industry especially any industry where you are the product exactly could be acting music whatever the case be you're always going to meet people that are just in it for their own benefit. Like you're a, a product and they want to benefit off of you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pretend to be your best friend. And then once they get what they want, they're going to be by. Or if they can step on you to get ahead, they will do that. And I see it all the time. All Actually, fact, it's funny because I, I just talked about that today on my Instagram story. Talking about how like, because um, someone actually did bring it up to me. And they were like, is it hard for you to recognize someone who loves you for you or someone who just loves you for what yeah, they can, you can do for them? talk about that. And, and it used to honestly stress me out a lot before. And I just realized that like, I don't want to waste my time thinking too much about it. Like, I just want to do what I do, love what I do. And as if I keep staying true to who I am, eventually all those people will, they'll, they'll fade away. They'll, they'll have no choice but I to fade away. I seriously believe that. Yeah. I think that you attract the people that have your best intentions yeah. at heart. Yeah. And if you're really a good people reader, you can sniff out the bullshit. Yeah, you can. Yeah. 
Like, I literally, I had people contacting me, like, being like, oh, I would love to come on your podcast. That would be great visibility for me. Like, <laughs> just saying that to me. Like, well, well okay. <laughs> like, thanks for I the mean, honesty. Thanks for the honesty. Sure, I'll have you on. <laughs> but, like, I want to have a conversation, and not just for you, but for other people who might be listening who will you know, benefit from the fact that they want to become musicians. Yeah. You know, life is hard as a musician and like you're giving yourself to other people right now. Uh, yeah, maybe this will get you a little bit of visibility and maybe a couple followers, but is that really what you want? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are your intentions at that point? You know? I just didn't want to hang out with you though. That's really. it. That was real reason. That's it. I need an excuse. Right? I was like, well, how can I hang out with how her? How can I hang out with her? She's doing a podcast. Hmm, let's do it. Let me just write her and be like, hey, you want to hang out? Let me do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but so it's just like, you, you, you're going to attract the right people yeah. and the wrong people will fade. Yeah. I truly, truly do believe that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's, I mean, that's how it always is. Just honestly, just the biggest uh, advice you can get, give anyone is just be thyself. Be thyself. Be thyself. Be thyself. Uh, be you. And over time, the people that will love you for you will stay. The people that don't will go away or eventually they'll actually change their minds and maybe they'll grow as, as people. But just be you. But like trying to conform and trying to be something for someone else or having to be this person here and be this person there, it's only taxing on yourself. It's, it's easy for us to say, though, I find, because we're adults. I look at a lot of kids and a lot of teenagers right now who are living under their parents' roof, and that's really tough for them because they have to conform to what their parents expect mm. of them. And that's really tough. Like, What advice would you give a kid who is literally trapped in their house who can't freely express themselves, what would you tell them? Man, that's hard. Because um, I was that kid. I'm, I'm a, I was I'm, a, I was that kid too. You have to like be a certain person, yeah. and then you leave, and you're like, oh, I can be me now. Yeah, I think I think we tell someone like that is. Eventually, you'll have control. Yeah, so you have to wait it you, out. It's, it's like you just. It's not about waiting it out. It's just like certain things are not meant for you to grasp yet you know and but at the same time talk talk about it to your friends and people that will listen and and and, and but some things don't come right away and that's the unfortunate reality that some things don't come right away but eventually they will yeah i think waited out is a horrible horrible piece of advice it's, and i don't want I, I to know, say that. i'm just trying, i'm just trying to find a what way i want to say is like Fill your ears with positivity. Yeah. Literally, if everybody around you is super negative and you only have yourself and you can't leave this super toxic environment, I would say just fill your ears with people who inspire yeah. you. Like for me, that was Gary Vee. Yeah. Like Gary Vee changed my whole world, made me into like this person I am. Yeah. So, so yeah, fill your ears and just hope for the best, man. You can choose your life soon. No, I would, I, like honestly, I wish, I wish life. I wish there was like a remedy for every single problem. I know, problem. we could just take a potion. You'd just be like, here you go. But you can't. Oh, like, sorry. person cheated on me. Potion. Yeah. Okay, well, moving uh, on to the next. Much better. It's like, unfortunately, uh, it's... Par parents hate gay people, and I'm gay. Take Give the potion to the parents. And they then, love you voila, now. You know? Like, for the worst problems. Like, oh. Like, racist. Ageist. Yeah. Like, oh, I, the world is a shitty place. Oh, you like, get... This is why I'm doing this podcast to Good. bring that to light. And but you know what I'm upset about about this episode? No. We haven't disagreed about anything. And I want to find You wanted to. For the last 10 you minutes. You wanted to. We have t 12 minutes left. Okay. The last 12 minutes we can't, I, go, we can't go over time. What is this strict? We what is this strict rules? <laughs> no, we should what go is with this? the flow. Gosh. Okay? But I want to find something that we really don't agree on. Okay. In in the music industry, how how did you find your voice first of all? How did I find my voice? By just like years and years of hard work. Mm, no, honestly, like I said before, I didn't. Why keep doing that? Before I didn't really. I just did music because I could. Um, I just sang because I could. But I think going through what I went through made me have to discover myself. Like okay. I think having to discover myself made me realize what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it, and I think that's how I discovered my voice. It really is. It's all about just. It all just boils down to again, just be you. Find out what makes sense for you. But be but it, you, it's so easy to say that, but people don't know who they are. How can they be them when they don't even, they're walking around don't not knowing who they are? Because, I think because people don't know who they are because everyone keeps telling you who you're supposed to be. And that 
white noise can become so loud, so loud. But I think question, I think maybe that's it. Question, question things. You know, if, if someone's telling you like, yeah, you have to become a doctor because your uncle's a doctor, your dad was a doctor, I was a doctor. Ask yourself like, do I want to be a doctor though? Like, Not just that, but self doubt yeah. is literally instilled in you because of the people around you like oh you're not an you're not a good drawer sweetheart you shouldn't be that oh you're really bad at school you're not going to be very smart when you grow up so like you just sponge all of these different opinions about yourself and you become that and then you don't know who you are yeah because everyone is so in- infiltrating in your head so i guess i'm just like how the hell can someone filter all that noise? You have to just question everything. I think, and it's hard. I think everyone has to question. Question, I, and I, I just, I hate that we live in the world where people say that is a standard process for everything. Like, it's a standard, like, oh, every kid goes through the same educational process in school. Meanwhile, most kids aren't going to succeed at this because they're meant to succeed at that. But you keep telling them that they have to do this, so they never really discover what would have really worked for them. You know what would have really made them feel alive. It's like, uh, it's like, it's that the whole saying is like, you know, judging. Uh, I don't know. A <laughs> book by its covers. What, no, but judging. Say, I don't know. Judging uh, a dog by its inability to fly. Oh. Okay. Of course, it can't fly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not supposed to fly. Yeah. But it's good at other things. But if you keep telling the dog that well he's flying and he's flying why aren't you flying yeah that's the problem and and is we keep we need we to keep find this our cycle own tools. Yeah, yeah we keep this cycle going it's a very damaging cycle so question everything i questioned everything everything growing up i was i think i went to i went to sunday school and i think my sunday school teacher hated me because i questioned everything and this whole idea that just take things at at at, at face, at value, face yeah. value is bullshit. Don't take it things at, at face value. Find out what it really means. Yeah. Dig deeper. If it's true after your your research, then sure, it's true. For now, it might change. Um, but question. I think that's the most important thing. I think that's what that's what that's what it means to be human. We're we're naturally curious. Yeah. You know, that's why I hate the whole expression of curiosity killed the cat. Oh yeah. No, what killed the cat was probably it's it was stuck at home. No, I, okay, this is one thing that we can disagree upon. Okay, here we go. I love the expression, curiosity killed the cat. Okay. Because when you're too curious about something, you can get hurt. Of course. It's like dangerous investigating for journalism. When you're pressing and pushing and you want to actually go out there and catch people in the act, like you can get killed. Yeah, but. We've seen that. But you know what? Change would never happen if people weren't willing to put themselves on the line. It's like Martin Luther King or anyone that has died for a cause yeah. because they believed in it so strongly. It was curiosity that made them go like, well, I'm black, but does that mean I'm any less human? And if they didn't have that thought and didn't follow through with that thought, knowing full well that curiosity would probably kill that cat, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you. True. I love that. Mm. She wanted to disagree, but no. But you know what? Like, <laughs> curiosity still. Yeah, I'm not saying it won't kill the cat. I'm but ju- there. It... I'm, I'm just saying that I hate that saying because it makes people think that okay, well, I shouldn't be inquisitive. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the state, the saying still goes, but the saying is needed. The saying for evolution. The saying still goes sometimes. It's not necessarily true. Like, you can be curious and, like, probably unlock the secrets of the universe and still survive it. That's true. You know, like, you... It's, 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 like, it's, like, um, it's like people that have a, a really busy day the next day. And then the day before... Like, it's like, okay, let's, I'll take Sunday and Monday. They're at home on Sunday, and they're just dreading Monday. They're like, ah, oh, Monday, Monday, Monday. Meanwhile, Sunday is passing by, and yeah. they're, like, yeah, not yeah, enjoying yeah. it because they're dreading Monday. And then Monday comes... And most of the time, it's not that bad. You know, Monday, and they're just like, why was I dreading Monday so much? You know, like, sometimes we we fear the future so much that we forget to live in the present. So that's why I don't like those sayings that make you fear what could happen 
if you do this yeah, because okay. they're not necessarily true. Okay, I do understand. So I'll, I'll agree with you then. I know. You, you changed it. I know. Still, still my wanna, effect on people. Still want to find something we'll disagree on? I'm waiting for you to find something. <laughs> I, got, I got all day. Let me, <clears throat> let me think. Let me think. Well, first, let me get to our last questions so oh, we right. can... Um, are we always wrapping up here? We are wrapping up just because it's always an hour for our audience. Oh. Uh, don't worry. You're going to be back. This Period. is going to be like a weekly usual, guys. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So... So one of the last questions is, can you give our audience a life hack that will help them be better every single day in anything? It can be anything. It can be like, guys, I literally set the coffee machine the night before. So I have coffee the minute I wake up. Or like anything, like small things or huge things. Life hack. Oh, man. You put me on the spot for that one. Think about it. Think about it. A life hack. Yeah. That'll change someone's day and make it better. I don't have a. I'm sure I have tons of life hacks. Uh, you know, no, this this is not necessarily a life hack, but it's something I believe in. Okay. And I think it makes you better. Okay. Like um, hit us. I hit you with the with, with the with knowledge. Um, so a lot of people, especially in, in in music or even in acting, whenever they need to buy software, they'll want to crack it. They'll. Like, for example, if they need to get software to produce, to edit their videos, they'll want to crack it. If they want to get software to produce the music, they'll want to crack it. I'm of the belief that when you do that, you devalue what that thing means to you. And you, at the same time, devalue yourself. That's why I think if you want to take something seriously, then you have to take it upon yourself to invest into it. And be willing mm-hmm. to pay how much it will cost to get it legit. Because only then will you actually see yourself of value in it. Yes, I totally agree with that. You know? They, they say that when you pay for a service, you're more likely to actually follow through with that service. Yeah. Like if you get something for free, you won't take you it seriously. Care. Yeah, you don't care. That's yeah. why you have to charge people for a service. Yeah. Because they'll take it seriously. This is their time, not just their money, but their time that they're paying for. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, I think be willing to invest into yourself. Don't always, sometimes the shortcuts, they're not worth it. They're not worth it. Even if you don't get caught, it's not about, even if you get caught, you probably won't get caught, but it's not about getting caught. It's about you. Yeah. It's about how far you will now go based on that. And usually if if you're willing to cut corners to get somewhere, then you're not going to see your own, like I said, value in it. Well, yeah, but if you're willing to cut corners, it means that you're not in the right business. Mm -hmm. Like the whole point of finding what you love is because you love the worst part of what you're doing. You love the shit of what you're doing. I think about fitness and I'm like, yeah, sometimes shit is really hard, but even when it's really hard, I love it. I'm not willing to cut the corners because I love the fucking grind. Yeah. You know? So... That's beautiful. So that's my, it's not really a life hack. It's more like a life philosophy. Yeah, which is a life hack. I love it. I love it. Last question. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Last question for you is for the person who is about to give up on their dream, what would you tell them to not give up? To not give up? You're probably closer than you think. And mm. usually... When you give up, you were just there. And, and 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 actually, one of my favorite books is um, The Alchemist. Yeah, one of my favorite books ever. Um, actually, my favorite book is Le Petit Prince, The Little Prince, but that's a different story. But The Alchemist, my <laughs> second favorite book. And the reason why I love it so much is because of a, a, a lesson at the end. Um, actually, a lesson that someone tells him at the be- the main character at the beginning. He tells him that right before you're supposed to get what you deserve life will throw one more thing one more obstacle at you and it's usually the one that people will break on and it's a test whether you really want what you want and i remember and it's at the end of the book he gets tested one more time i'm not gonna spoil how but he gets tested but then he remembers that story and he he follows through and then he gets what he deserves so usually that one obstacle that comes out of nowhere and you're just like why and then you want to give up that's usually the that's that's that that's the moment that's like a key moment and if you give up you will regret it and if you don't you will probably get what you deserve Lon? 
And if you give up, you'll regret it. Just say, say that. And if you give up, okay. And if you if you give up, wait. Start the whole sentence over. What was the sentence? So you're saying there's one last obstacle. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so life will usually throw that one last obstacle at you. It'll throw it at you, and it's the, it's that obstacle that usually makes you want to give up on everything. And 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 it's easy to want to give up, but if you give up, you will regret it. If you don't, you will get what you deserve. Even if it's not at that moment, yeah. you'll get it. But don't. Don't give up. Don't give up. Believe in yourself. You'll get there. One way or another, you'll get there. Even if it's the hardest thing that you're going through, you'll get there. You're supposed to go through it to get where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Don't throw in the towel. Just keep going. Keep trekking. Keep on trekking, baby. Trek. Trek. Are we done? done? Are we done? It's a sad, sad moment. Uh, no. We, we both don't like goodbyes. No. No, I know. But this is not goodbye. This is just at Tonto. I know, but, 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 they can't see the butt. Oh, you can't see. There are butt cheeks in the back of this wall. Yeah. Well, guys, if you want to go check out Steven's drawing, I highly suggest that you go on YouTube. Can you see it? It's, what, what did you draw, Steven? Well, it's it's supposed to be like a metaphor, metaphorical representation of, of my hair. Um, I drew it more like a flame. Um, the reason why I drew my hair is because my hair has been a subject of debate in my life for such a long time. A lot of people told me, cut it, cut it, cut it. It's not standard. It's not this. It's not normal. You're supposed to cut your hair, blah, blah, blah. And I stuck to my guns. Um, and for a long time, I'd walk into a room and people look at me like, and, and but you have to, for me, it's 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 a reminder that, I don't care about what people have to say or think about me so long Amen. as I'm being honest with myself Amen. and I'm happy, the rest doesn't matter. And you know what happened over time? People have come to respect the hair and actually like it and love it because I love it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I love that. So you are everything. Little quote there. You are everything and nothing at all and all the things in between. That's beautiful. Thank you. And we leave it at that. We leave it at that. And we piece it. We piece it. I peace. Deuces. Deuces. Hey. Hey. Oh, so sad. We're done.